Next Legacy. All right, all right, all right, all right, my good people out there. This is Next Legacy Radio. I am branded in the building with a music goddess. Uh, when I first heard her music, I was like, wow, like the voice, the the style, just it captures a certain part of my music spirit that I feel like the world needs to just be let in on. Like if you don't know her, I hope you get a chance to take a moment, get to know her, tap into all her stuff, social media, website, new music, all this. And to me, it's a blessing to be able to have this young lady here with me live on the air and I, before I before I say that, just listening to the new single, just probably about an hour ago before we touched down, um, again, it, it just it just soaks up so much of of the passion that I know she has for music. So it's going to be an honor to get to know her um, and just be able to tap in. So anybody that want to follow Dia, you can definitely do that. Um, she is a singer, creator, writer, model, athlete as well. And the athlete part, I want to ask her some questions too. But I got the beautiful Dia. Right here on Next Legacy Radio. What's up, girl? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you tapping in, listening. World li- listeners worldwide want to get to know you, so I'm gonna start off with a cliche question. Um, mm-hmm. Just basically give us your origin story, how you got started in this business, and and and, and why it grabs you so much, so where you got all kinds of passion just oozing out of yourself right now. <laughs> Yeah, I I started in music uh, when I was born, actually. I come from a musical family. Uh, It's a blessing to have been surrounded by music since birth. My grandparents are musicians. My parents are both musicians, my brother. And uh, we were kind of like the little partridge family in a way. Uh, (laughs) But I grew up with all of my my brother and my, my parents. We performed together at home all the time just for fun but I got my first taste of the stage when I was 11 years old and it was it was that was the beginning of the end I guess music creating (laughs) writing it's just been such a passion of mine to uh, release stress and keep my mind at ease but also just this pleasure on stage, bringing joy and connecting with people from all over the world in different cultures is just the biggest, um, most satisfying thing I think I, I have in my life. So you said 11 is when you touch down and you got that in you. You got that music spirit in you. So what triggered it, though? What was the trigger? Was it a song that you was listening to? Was it a performance that you saw? Or was it something that you just you just pretty much did yourself and you got a standing ovation for it. What was it that triggered you to, to get yourself into this situation right now? I actually, because my mother and father and grandparents were professional musicians, I kind of was around it and thought, yeah, I guess I could do that. But until I actually performed for the first time, I didn't realize that, well, this is actually a viable career option. And this is something I enjoy more than anything. And, and, I can become anything I want on stage and I can create anything I want and record it. And it just became, um, you know how some people have an alter ego? I feel yeah. like this is, it's, it's not even an alter ego. It's more of just, I found my true self on stage. It's where I can really just let go and, and entertain. I love to entertain. I think it's I think it's always cool that 
when I hear when I hear certain people, not, not, such as yourself and others, that people that I've interviewed over the years, it's good to hear the passion that comes out of your voice where I don't need to actually see the visual to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. why I think radio mm-hmm. is such a powerful tool because I can hear you talk and I can hear how engaged you are when you talk about being your best self and doing all that you can in order for you to get your God-given talent out to the public, right? So it's it's so cool to hear and to catch that vibe. So when you figured it out, you, you know, your family's been in the game, you know, Partridge family, all that stuff, that vibe <laughs> was there. You got that bug. Um, how was the process or how was the process from kind of not necessarily breaking off from the family but doing things on your own? Well, my individuality kind of stems through my passion for culture. And I think that this is what made me different from a lot of people even still is my obsession with languages and learning languages and really getting involved in different uh, cultural communities here in Toronto. It's, it's amazing that I got to grow up around so many different authentic cultures living their full beauty and truth and being so warmly welcomed. So I started singing in different languages at a very young age and it kind of developed into, I think, like I mentioned before, an obsession. (laughs) It's definitely something I'm super passionate about is learning about people and connecting with people. And I just feel like if everybody took a little bit of time just to understand something about someone else, you'll find that, you know, it sounds cliche, you know, we're all the same, but really at the root of it all, most cultures, if not all, have the same basis. And music is one of those things that is so consistent. And I love it. And that's, you know, it brought me now, I sing in 32 different languages. And that for me is kind of like my little pride and joy, because I've had the opportunity to perform and connect with so many different communities over the years. And I just feel like we're this one giant family. <laughs> Damn. Well, listen, D is my guest on Next Legacy Radio, and you mentioned it, 32 languages. First off, who does all that? Like, how do you get to that point where you can be able to handle and master 32 languages like that? That's insane. (laughs) It's pretty cool. You know, I I studied them some on my own, and then I did my master's in ethnomusicology because I wanted to get a little deeper into the research part of things and, and the scholarly side of things, but... Again, when it came down to it, the performance was the thing that made me happiest. So performing with different groups in, you know, some obscure languages, obscure for me at least. I'm, I'm from an Italian family. And so I'm, when my family heard me singing in Mandarin Chinese, they thought, what? <laughs> and it's great sometimes getting, sometimes getting these reactions from these communities is the funnest part because it's something that I love the challenge of being able to do something justice, to see something that I'm, I can't yet do and then right. go for it and really give it my all. Like that's kind of what makes me tick. Wow. And not only that, I mean, it, it, it peels another layer back as people get to know people, or in this case, we're getting to know you as far mm-hmm. as the different facets to your talent because not only can you sing you have other things obviously we'll talk about as well but this stretches beyond like you know and and this is what again 
I'm I'm real passionate about music. I'm passionate about journalism. I'm passionate about getting the right message out to all the people out there so they can be able to radiate that energy so then they can try and be their best self, right? You embody yeah, that, I love that just off of your bio alone and your talent, but <laughs> you're peeling back another layer as as people get to know you. People are going to be blown away like I was. 32 languages, damn, that's great. But <laughs> there's also more about Dia as we get to know you as well, and that makes that makes the journey of what you're doing right now pretty cool, huh? Yeah, for sure. And And every day is another day to discover myself, you know, and that's the cool thing about – being in the arts, um, when, you're, when you're a creator, you know, you're always looking within. The inspiration comes from everywhere, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a very, um, a life of solitude in a way. You know, when, you're, when mm -hmm. you're translating all that information, it's by yourself. And I love that. Right. And that's, that's something I love to peel back the layers of myself and learn even more. Because every day it changes, like a lottery. That's amazing. The evolution of it all. D is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. And I got a couple of questions. I want to start with the single because um, mm -hmm. I feel like, first off, that's, that's kind of important because, I mean, you, you basically <laughs> have, you have a summer song that is literally like for all seasons. And I don't care if it's raining or if it's snowing. You probably want to roll down your window and turn up the song. You know what I mean? Just saying. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just a summer song. I feel like it's a lot more than that. Because it makes you want to roll down Thank your you. windows and turn it up, though. It really is. Yes. It really gets you to that spot, right? <laughs> so, again, if it's Thank raining, you. still, roll down your windows, turn it up. If it's snowing, same thing. <laughs> if it's windy, same thing. If it's cold, same thing. First off, mm -hmm. let us know about the single and how did you get this together and who produced it and all that good stuff. Yeah. So this single is called Limonata. And it is in English, but there are some Italian words in there. And when I wrote this song, I was heavily inspired by my time in Italy last summer, which was my first time ever visiting the motherland. And it was the most spectacular trip. I booked a one-way ticket and left by myself. And I was there for seven weeks before I came home. And it, was, it changed my life. And this song is kind of a tribute to that in, you know, it's a little bit... Um, a play on words. There's a lot of play on words. It has a lot to do with lemons and kissing and um, love, but also it's symbolic of how Italy held me as kind of a stranger in my own home, if that makes any right. sense. I, right. you know, it was just so many things were so familiar, but also so foreign because I had never been, but I grew up so strongly um, intertwined with cultural traditions that my family kept so strong at home. So, but anyway, um, the song is, I, I wanted it to be a gem, like a summer feel and summer feeling, you know, I, like you were saying, I think it's just, I wanted something to, to make you move and to sing along with, which, you yeah. know, by the chorus, I'm hoping that people on their first time are kind of like, la, 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 you know, you kind of want to get in it. And no uh, I worked really, yeah, I worked really closely with my great friend and producer, Casey Bondar, who is spectacular. And he helped bring this vision to life instantly. We have such an amazing synergy. We just recently started working together on original music. We've worked together mm -hmm. in the past, but this was our first release of many to come uh, that uh, we kind of just pumped out 
and released just a couple of days ago. The music video just came out right. today. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I I'm I'm over the over the wall, over the moon, over the universe proud of this single because it does make you feel a certain way. And it does make you want to move, obviously, but it's deeper than that. I mean, obviously if if we're trying to really peel back the layers of the song, it's just you're just so talented. Like so much so to oh, the point where you. the the words that you put down and the music that you have and the sound that you have is very unique. It is a DMA tradition, and you don't sound like somebody else, and that's just a beautiful thing to listen to and to be motivated by because, you know, everybody hopefully can find their inner passion, right? Hopefully. Some people, mm-hmm. it may mm-hmm. take later, longer, some people may get it right off jump, right? But for you to be able to find that, nurture that, and still continue to build upon that is a beautiful thing. And, you know, with with a lot of questions that I do have, I want to ask you this, because with the single being out, obviously it's out there everywhere. People, if you go ahead and tap in, please make sure you do that. It's very, very important for us to be able to do that. Go to dmmusiconline.com. That's the website. Driving traffic that way is super important to me. And I want to ask you this, because Mm -hmm. I mentioned the website for this reason. We have social media. We obviously want to direct traffic. It's a bonus, right, when you can be able to use a platform that's going to reach countries beyond countries to be able to push your agenda, right? That's a beautiful thing. But also, Mm -hmm. can you let the people know how important it is to drive traffic to your website as well? Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff is great. But... Your website is just important, just as important, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's like a, a resume in a way, but also a nice, clear and concise, this is who I am. Check out my merch. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and Dia, check it yeah, out. Absolutely right. And Dia, check it out, because, I mean, Honestly, we might have a situation in our lifetime where there's no Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, mm-hmm. or they all might get shut down one day. But mm-hmm. if they go to Dia Music Online, not just for the website information, but also to tap into who you are and where to find the hottest stuff, that's the place to be too, right? Yep, Absolutely. Because people don't rep because people don't rep their websites like they should. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I know and you know that it's super important <laughs> to drive traffic that way. You know what I'm saying? I think that's super super Definitely. important. Yes, I appreciate super it. Important. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, I, I'm 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 one of your biggest fans now. So we got to make sure that we direct traffic ah! to all the places. But also, the website to me is your baby. We have to make sure that we mm. cultivate that and we stretch that out to no end because. You know, again, everything else in the, is an extension. It's all connected, right? But, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, we got to bring it back home, too, and that's super important. Yeah. He is my guest that's on important. Next Legacy Radio, and you've headlined a lot of different festivals in different places in the U.S., Canada, Europe, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Has there been any um, moment of time during your performances that stood out to you as far as, you know, you know, people singing along to your songs, different things like that? Um, Spotlight a couple of different moments in your in your uh, career so far, as far as uh, just people reaching out and just the energy that you felt during your performances. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's funny. They 
some of the ones that you least expect to be that magnificent end up being the ones, you know, some of the smaller ones even, where you're just singing to a crowd of maybe 50 people, but it's an intimate setting. And Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy those ones because I like to kind of get intimate with my audience and, and talk with them and crack jokes and things like that. And again, I really love to connect with people personally. So for me, that's a fun thing to do. Oftentimes, you know, when it's at a festival or something bigger, we don't get that opportunity. And that's a totally different energy that I absolutely adore because that's right. more so, uh, you know, the show, the show. And I love big productions. Uh, one of my highlights was closing the Pan Am Games here in Toronto. And mm-hmm. it was with Samba Squad, a Brazilian band out of, out of the city. And it was amazing. And it was televised all across North and South America and Central America. And it was just wild. I, I was actually nervous for that one because I was using these in-ears and I was freaking out because I couldn't hear anything except for what was in my in-ears, which I know is the point. But I might be one of the only people that can't stand in-ear monitors. For me, I'm a very, uh, I I love to be connected to the energy. And when I'm isolated in my own head, I I prefer not to sound like I'm in a studio. I like to hear how the audience is reacting and things like that. So it was a bit of a challenge, but it was so much fun. Um, Another instance was opening up for Robin Thicke. That was super cool. He's awesome. And it was a a great uh, performance there. And, yeah, I'm really blessed to just be able to uh, perform in general. COVID was definitely a difficult time, but it mm-hmm. brought me back to my layers, as you were mentioning before, and just really getting the time to be creative, which is something that we don't get to do when we're so busy building and performing and and interviews and things like this, you know, sometimes just to sit back and have that moment to come back to yourself and write and create and feel, you know, when you were really busy, sometimes it's tricky and we don't realize that we're not feeling. And for me, I live for feel. This is what I love to, to do when I perform or when I'm recording and that I'm happy to hear that you can feel that in my music. I really like to emote through my voice. So, yeah, kind of what music is all about. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, see, people forget. Yes, it's a business. Yes, it is a it is a means to make something pop off financially. Yes, it is an extension. Period. Right, but people forget mm-hmm. that it is an emotional talent that you have that if cultivated correctly, can inspire, can literally come together. There is plenty of instances throughout generations that have told us the same thing, and everybody has a different sound, right? So when you put that together and you work with others, obviously it comes to a, a blessed conclusion that, look, this can actually change and shape how people react and act towards their own passion. You know what I'm saying? It's people forget that. They forget that. Mm -hmm. And that's super Mm -hmm. important. Dia, being my guest on Next Legacy Radio, 
is is definitely a blessing. I need you all to go ahead and go check out DMusicOnline.com. You can actually hit up our social media stuff there if you click on the link. You can definitely go check out the video, which is up now. Um, I also mm-hmm. want to talk to you about just because you are a writer, correct? So yes. how, how's that journey as a writer been for you, um, not just writing your own songs, but just the process? Do you have to be in an emotional mood in order for you to start writing, or how's your process? Yeah, this is a funny question, actually. I think about it often. It, inspiration for me comes at sometimes the oddest times. I'll be driving in traffic and I just start a voice note or in the shower or going for a walk or something. You know, it could be anything arbitrary or it could be triggered by thinking about something on my mind, something that's bothering me. Writing for me is an absolute relief for all things that are on my mind. Happy, sad, um, anxious, worried, stressed out, angry. I find that by writing, it releases all the tension in my mind. And I Mm -hmm. like the idea of being able to put it on paper so I don't have to think about it. And for me, that's where I kind of find my peace and my solace. And from there, sometimes I'll come up with melodies that don't have words. And then I'll go back into my poetry and say, oh, this kind of works. And I can adjust this or I can, this is just a bunch of words and ideas, but I can totally turn that into a chorus for this piece. So it's kind of a disaster (laughs) in the long long story (laughs) short. It's a mess. It's an absolute (laughs) catastrophe and a perfect reflection of my mind. A beautiful disaster is the way I'm gonna put it. That's that's for sure. Because I love it. You're literally yeah, you're literally playing chess with your um your thoughts, your emotions, your sound when you're trying to piece it all together, right? You're literally playing chess trying to figure out what works. That's exactly it. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. In my head um, I'm thinking right now, I'm like, Oh god, what's going through my head right now? What can I go <laughs> The mind, the mind, in the mind of an artist such as yourself, absolutely, Ooh. absolutely. What about those moments? Um, are you fueled in some cases by the relationships you have, not just you know, uh, you know, a specific relationship with a significant other, but it could be family, it could be friends, it could be you know, just in general. It could be the moment of time that goes on through life or whatnot. Are you inspired by that sometimes too? All the time, all the time. Interactions with people, um, stories that I hear from people of their experiences, world issues, um, moments of pure joy, moments of sorrow. Um, I find that really my purest thoughts come from when I'm thinking about the human condition and Mm -hmm. nothing is perfect but there's so much beauty in the imperfections and also in the perfect moments. Cause when you have right. those beautiful moments, I think that it's, it's common to enjoy it and not really cherish the moment. But as everything passes, sometimes, you know, I, I think it, it's a natural thing to hold on to something negative longer than something positive. And that's something that I try to consciously do is to really embrace 
positive and joyful moments in life because everything passes and everything should just be um, experienced to the fullest. And for me, I can, I can put that into writing too. And I, I like to do that as well. And I forget to write sometimes when I'm happy because those sad moments for me, it's kind of like I was saying before, when I want to release these thoughts, it's easy to just put it down and forget about it. But when it's something positive, you're too busy enjoying it to, to put it down on paper and kind of say, oh, wow. my God, what a beautiful memory. So I wow. think that that's something that I've tried to do more often. And that's where this song came out of, was a happy place. You, you legit answered a question I was going to have for you because I, I really was going to ask you, why do you think that is when it comes to people remembering just, you know, some of the trauma, I guess, when it comes to certain things versus those happy moments. Sometimes I, you know, trying to get super deep, but I always feel like sometimes that that's kind of like your shelter, the, the, the negative spot, or if you revert to, or if you get to a certain place where you remember it, you know, in some cases more than the positive is because it's, it's an isolated solo feeling that you can shelter yourself with as opposed to the happy times. You're, you're kind of exposing yourself a little bit. You're going to make yourself a little vulnerable to certain feelings of, happy bliss or the consistency you wanted when it comes to certain things. So it's easier to fall back into the negativity and not necessarily take for granted the positive, but to at least get to a point where it's just like, you know, sometimes even being happy can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes being happy and it, it also has to do with empathy, right? Like I struggle sometimes. I'm, I'm always, so grateful. Gratitude is something I practice every day. And I'm always counting my blessings. And I think that that's kind of a way to balance uh, happy guilt. And it's kind of like, mm. I know we're getting, we're getting kind of emotional here, but it's, you know, when, when you know that there is so much negativity going on, even just in your inner circle, right? Like there's always right. somebody dealing with something close to you, right? Happy yep. moments, learning to balance the appreciation and gratitude for the blessings in your life versus the um, the guilt. Sometimes I'm I'm not sure. Maybe I'm the only, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels. I'm sure I'm not. That when you when something great happens to you, you feel bad almost that it's not happening to yeah. someone else, or that someone else can't enjoy yeah. that same happiness in their own you know respective lives. But I think mm-hmm. that everybody's time comes and, and being a supportive friend and things like that is, is really helpful on that front. But also being able to enjoy your own successes and happiness and blessings is important. And we should yeah, journal and, and write you, them down so we can look at them and enjoy them later. Amen. Tell it. Because you're, you're 100% right. Because I feel like, you know, it's okay. Like, and I'm still learning this as, you know, I'm old enough to know. But still, I, I fall into that trap where sometimes, you know, where's my safety blanket? Is it in this negativity or is it this positivity that's still going to make me extremely vulnerable and sometimes guilty, like you mentioned, and sometimes I'm in a situation or a feeling where it's just like you said, I, I'm, I'm great and I want other people to be great like me, but sometimes I see that some people are not, so I feel bad. But instead of that, just flip it like I just 
basically just kind of express to you how your music makes me feel. It's inspiring. It's emotional. It is driven. It makes me want to do something else creative, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think people got to have that mindset at the end of the day that your talents are your talents, and other people have other phases of what they do. Some singers may not be on Dia's level, but they're going to be inspired to be their best self, and then we're going to see how that sounds at the end of the day. And I think being com- being comfortably okay with not being comfortable should be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, sitting in discomfort. It, that, that's an interesting thing, but that's important, and that's something that I crave all the time because I want mm. to just continually grow and experience, you know, and that's why I do the language thing, like. Pick something you don't it. know or something you're not good at and try to do it, right? Yep, and but. do it at your best level possible. D is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. We're getting deep right here. I love this woman. I love this woman. <laughs> Listen, you can't, you. You can't escape. <laughs> you can't escape anything without asking, what were you an athlete of? Like, we got to dive deep into that. Oh, I need God. to know. What, what did you do? <laughs> okay. I have to start with saying I'm not a professional athlete. That is for sure. I'm <laughs> I'm heavily, heavily into fitness and wellness. Okay. And I have dabbled in so many different things, um, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and different martial arts. I love that. Um, currently, I'm heavily into yoga, weight training, and sprinting. And love it. for me... Fitness, thanks. Fitness has such a huge part of my life and my heart because it was actually one of the things that helped me overcome really bad asthma as a child. So, ironically, as a singer, I grew up with the worst lungs. I was hospitalized a bunch of times. I had all kinds of issues. I was on so many different types of medication for my asthma. It was really bad. And as soon as I started running, it changed my life. And literally, you know, I, right now, I'm totally fine, thank God. I'm happy and able to do all the fun sport things that I do. (laughs) But it also is a big factor. When I'm performing on stage, I love to dance and I love to go crazy. So for me, for example, busting out a really fast, Brazilian samba dance and then singing into the microphone without passing out or even sounding out of breath. That's, it's a huge feat for me. So for me, fitness not only is something to keep fit and healthy and, you know, for physique sake and whatever aesthetic benefits come from it. It's a health thing. It's a lung thing. It's a spirit thing. It's a determination thing. It's, you know, again, beating your time, beating your PR, how far can I go? How far can I push myself? And using your mind to, to test your body's limits when, they, you know, like you see all of those commercials for all these big sports brands with, sponsored by massive athletes, and they mean something to me. You know, yeah. those motivational yeah. speeches, when they're talking about their lowest moments, weakest moments, and pushing through and using your mind, your body, your soul, everything together, it's holistic. Your body is such an important part of life, and it's, a, it's your vessel. So for me, the athlete part of it is just my passion for, for fitness and just being constantly 
active every single day, every single day. I love it. I love it because it, it makes a guy like me who does hit the gym, I'm an ex-college football guy. It makes me still want to continue Ooh. to push on because, you know, hey, it's, you know, as we obviously evolve and get older, you know, we still just have to just make sure we just be healthy, healthy enough to want to live, you know, as long as we can and do as much as we can and just have the ability to, to sustain it. So um, I love that. I love those little bits and pieces about who you are. And Dia is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. And with the single out, go to diamusiconline.com. The single being out, video's out. What's next? What's next? Next is more music, more traveling, more writing, more, more, more. <laughs> more content, more creating, more performances. Now that things have started to settle down, and again, I hate talking. I'm not even going to mention, I, well, I said it already before, but COVID, it's over for me. I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. For me, I'm just ready to move on. I want to just do my art. You know, um, everybody be safe. I have to put that out there just in case. But take Amen. care of yourselves. That's right. And that's, that's what I want to continue to do is just live a happy, healthy, authentically artistic life and share it with the world. And I cannot wait to share all the music I have in, down the pipeline. I can't wait. Dia says she wants more, 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 dot, 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 dot. And if people want to go <laughs> book Dia, doesn't matter where, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, usually through my email or on my Instagram. There's a direct link to my email. So if you want to follow me on Instagram at Dia, 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 D-I-A, D-I-A, D-I-A. You can connect with me there or through my website, like you mentioned, diamusiconline.com. And if you're interested in following some interesting European journeys to come, you can head over to my YouTube channel, Dia Music Official. And there's a lot of stuff coming there soon. And, uh, yeah, I sing in 32 languages. So let me know what you need. (laughs) Exactly. There's enough countries out there to be like, ah. Let me go ahead and hit her up and see if she can actually sing in this language or whatever the case may be. So no yes. doubt, no doubt. So I, I love what you have continued to do. I love what you are doing, and I love what's next for you as well. But also let me take it back and ask you a couple of quick questions before we let you go. One question is, if you could pull any fashion piece from any decade that you would love to bring into 2022? And I know there's a fusion of a lot of different things that people wear throughout. You know, sometimes some people go back. But if you had a favorite something from some decade, what would that be and what would you bring back to 2022 if you had a time capsule or whatever it is or if you had a seamstress and you wanted him or her to just go ahead and put this together so it looks like this so I can wear it now? Oh, my God. Gosh, that is the coolest question anyone's ever asked me. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna need a second to think about this. Um, no, you can, you can. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you one thing as you as you contemplate that, and I've always struggled with that. I'm 
you know, eighties baby. So there's there's certain there's certain starter jackets like an Adidas jacket from back in the eighties that I love still to this mm-hmm. day that I just feel like we should those those white Adidas starter jacket with the little star on the oh, sleeve nice. or whatnot, like those were those were those were a one in my book. Like those were classics. So those jackets still have game thirty forty years ago. Like still to this day, still great. Yeah, no, definitely. I I would love to rock one of those. Um, I'm gonna go way back, and I'm gonna say a toga. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm thinking some Grecian comfortable flowing. One shoulder toga. <laughs> Look at you, dear. I love it. I love it. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Oh my I God. dig That's it. probably the furthest thing that you were expecting. But I don't know. I'm thinking Listen, comfort right now. I'm thinking comfort. I, I, hey, hey I'm with heat. you. I'm with you on that. Like, comfort is always good in 2022. We need it. So, you know. Yeah. Listen, that that I was yes, I was not expecting it, and yes, I can feel I can feel it and understand it. So no doubt, no doubt, I love it, I love it, I love it. Wow, that's cool though, that's cool. One final thing, we still going back into the decades, right? So if you had to pull, like, what is your best decade of music? Oh, best decade of music. That's also mm-hmm. a tough one. I would have to say, <laughs> I, I'm going to say '90s. Okay. I'm going to say 90s because uh, the songwriting, oh, see, I want to say 80s too, and 70s, power ballads. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, this is a tricky question. And you know what? It varies. It varies depending on genre too because, like, if you want to, oh, my God. That's Agreed. a tough one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 90s pop. Uh, mm. that, that was one of my mm. favorites just because okay. oh man I'm just thinking like the songwriting for pop yeah. music then was great yeah. but I don't know I grew up listening to rock I listened to hip hop I listened, I listened to everything so it's really difficult yeah. but for the sake of answering the question I'm going to say 90s I got you I got you I'm going to give you I, I'll give you that because to me I think the 90s also <laughs> carried a uh, a level of uh, entrepreneurship that was like no other back then too. Like, you know, there were so many successful uh, labels that did start up that was doing wonderful as well. And, you know, certain labels branched off other labels that was very successful as well. So the level of entrepreneurship was great. The level of groups back in in those nineties was great because everybody was winning. Everybody had a different style, a different voice. It was very, it was very dope to see. Um, I've, I've asked, yeah. asked this question millions of times, but, you know, I'm telling you, since it's the first time we started talking, I, you know, I'm an 80s baby. I will forever love 80s for this reason. Everything that we mentioned mm-hmm. in the 90s really was originated. You can even go back 70s, 60s, but the 80s was so oh. diverse. Oops. Not just hip-hop, yeah. right? It was pop, light rock. Yeah. You name oh, it, yeah. every genre had so many pieces that spawned off of just pure, it was just free to feel free on so many different mm-hmm. levels. And I began, I became a fan of, of light rock pop, obviously, even some metal too. Like it was, it was just okay. 
to win. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, it was just so yeah. diverse, so different, and it was just a decade like no other. And let me put this on, on here, dear, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to swing you over, but the, the music soundtrack <laughs> was, was the best, though. You know it. You know the okay. soundtrack was the best. Yes. The music yes, soundtrack yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Beat it. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. <laughs> Just okay, saying. keep in mind, 80s it is. It is. It is. It is. I'm on your team here. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> oh, so, oh, you. Oh, it was just you know. But you know what's cool though, dear. As as Dia's my guest on Next Legacy Radio, and we wrap this up too. One of the one of the cool things about what we talked about in general is because think about it. Every a birth of something came from certain decades, right? You know, even if you want to go back 50s, 60s, even beyond that, 50s, 60s, 70s, obviously 80s, obviously 90s, obviously other early 2000s, obviously 2010-ish and on to this day was all spawned mm-hmm. off of certain things that was done before. That's why you're starting to see a repeat of certain things, not just fashion but also different sounds, people referencing some certain things back in the day. It's heavily impacted, and that's what that's what we like to see when it comes to music and a diversity, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It is great. It is great to be a part of it. And Dia, as we wrap it up, not only do I wish you all the best, you are definitely getting your your music on rotation on a regular basis. But I just want to continue to see you keep leveling up, keep getting inspiration from other people who are appreciating what you're putting out because to me you're doing a, a, a gigantic blessing you're giving that to us as fans you're not you're not handcuffing your god-given talent you're giving it to the people and we need to nurture that put that on a pedestal and let you continue to do what you do so you can give us more that's what I want. I want more. Oh. I want more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so honored to hear that. And I promise I will do my very best and continue to share what I can and what, whatever comes my way through my brain <laughs> and heart and life and everything else. <laughs> Great things. Great things will continue to keep going. And listen, I appreciate oh, you. Thank you. And I appreciate with, with you. That thank said, you for having me. <laughs> no. Next Legacy.